Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today is going down right here. Good morning, fantasy players. It's FST right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and the King, Scott Angle. Holding you down for the next hour. So whether you're listening on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, terrestrial radio stations across the country, or the Fantasy Sports Network app, we thank you for spending a bit of your morning with us. Scotty, how you feeling? It is Wednesday going into what I call the best weekend in all of football. I'm starting to get excited for these eight teams. Yeah, you know what? I've been watching a lot of NBA this week. No, oh, okay. That's exciting, but uh, nothing exciting like football, especially after – you watch the Knicks go down by 25 as, like they did last night. Clay Thompson scored 43 without, uh, without going to the free throw line. Yeah, I mean, Clay Thompson, we know, can get hot. Doesn't he hold the NBA record with something like 38 points in one quarter once? I mean, one of the best shooters of all time, and uh, he can certainly heat it up, Clay Thompson. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins looked like that last night. I think he had like 24 in like the first half alone. That's okay. All I need is Zion Williamson. That's what Nick fans are, are hoping for. We're already already looking ahead. Honest. Yeah, that's right. Are you kidding me? Um, I want Christoph Porzingis to, you know, chill, relax, rehab, sit on that bench all season long, brother man. And hopefully we could freeze the envelopes and get ourselves a little bit of Zion Williamson. But I digress. You're talking about the doldrums of the regular freeze season the in the NBA. That's right. It's been about 30 years, right? Why not freeze the envelopes again? It worked for Patrick yeah. Ewing. Shoot, it did. <laughs> you know, I mean, are you a conspiracy theorist guy? Do you believe that that was the case? A lot of people did. A lot yeah. of people did. Yeah. Uh, the, the sad thing was we never saw Bernard King and Patrick Ewing play together. I know. That's true. Like, hopefully we see someone play with Christos Porzingis, though. You know, maybe a Kyrie yeah. Irving, maybe a Jimmy Butler. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe a Damian Lillard. That's the guy I Maybe a Kevin Durant, although he didn't sure. say anything like yeah. that last night. Listen, listen, if, if the Knicks can somehow get KP back, sign Kevin Durant, and make a move for a great point guard, I'll, I'll submit Damian Lillard out there, draft a kid like Zion Williamson, all of a sudden they're cooking with some gas. But I digress. Let's talk about the NFL. Well, one thing, Scott. no. Well, one okay. thing, and then we'll go back to football, though. Yeah, it's yeah. like the Knicks, the Knicks aren't the Yankees. I can't remember the, the last big free agent that, that came to the Knicks. Amari Stoudemire. Yeah, that's been, been a long time. Okay. Has it, though? Has it? Yeah. It was what, like five years ago, six years ago? It was like, like 2012, like a, yeah. maybe? <laughs> that's, that's okay, so that's ago. the long time? Okay, right. hey, I yeah. got you. I got you. Listen, yeah. the first name that came to my mind was like Latrell Sprewell. So, I mean, come on now. But, yeah. yes, I was like, I saved myself for the Mari Stoudemire. I was like, ah, that was recent, but I guess you're I mean, right. We get all Is these he... fantasy. Nick Fink is all these fantasy, even like, 
LeBron and <laughs> that's not gonna stuff like yeah. Damian Lillard. It's, I think the lore of Madison Square Garden, which was like the biggest selling point the Knicks always had, these millennials don't care about the lore of the garden, you know, the storied history of the Mecca, the arena, you know, that sort of the thing. The other players don't care about it. They That's don't what want to come to the garden and lose. It's not a big thing they, anymore. What they can right. do is they can come in once, twice a year and light right. up the garden as a road player. Exactly. Um, yep, I think you're absolutely right, but uh, we've got plenty of time to talk about that. You know, after football is done, we'll certainly change our attention over to the NBA. We'll start doing things like Major League Baseball fantasy previews and, and, and things of that nature. There's still a lot of player movement to be had in Major League Baseball. There's been a lot of coach movement in the last 48 hours, Scotty, in the NFL. Um, two coaches uh, were hired yesterday, or at least the news came out of their hire. Bruce Arians is going to go to Tampa Bay. Um, he's going to be able to have his former Defensive coordinator at Arizona, former head coach of the New York Jets. It looks like Todd Bowles is going to be his defensive coordinator. He's bringing the band back together down there in Tampa Bay. Arians is known to be an aggressive, down-the-field kind of offense. What do you think is the fantasy impact for those involved, especially Jameis Winston? I think automatically people want to boost the fantasy value. But if you make this kid too aggressive – there's going to be mistakes. Arians is a smart guy. He likes to be aggressive, but they need a good running back to take pressure off of him, let him say, uh, you know, set up some play action, throw to that running back out of the backfield. You, know, you don't want to make Jameis Winston more aggressive necessarily. What, what you want to do is you want to just outright more aggressive. You don't want to have to have him carry the offense necessarily. I think you want to establish more balance. I think I think Arians will realize that. Interesting. You say they need a running back for balance. Do you think this organization gives Ronald Jones their first round draft pick of this year a chance to be that guy? Or are they shopping for that guy, whether it be in the draft or free agency or trade? Uh I, I think, you know, they'll they'll probably have to bring in somebody to compete or share with him. I don't I don't they certainly can't hand them a full time job. Okay. Interesting. The last thing I want to ask you, you know, Jameis Winston will be on that fifth-year option, right? So this is kind of like sink or swim with him, right? Like it's, the way it looks like to me is if bringing in Arians, they're going to give Bruce Arians a shot to work with this kid for one year, you know, that fifth-year option kind of as the probation period with a new regime there. And then they're either going to decide, yep, he's their guy and they're going to take their shot. I mean, he's only, what, 24 years old. Or they're going to try it for one year and Bruce Arians is going to be like, he's not the guy, and then they move on. This is shaping up to be a huge year in the career of Jameis Winston. Yeah, but uh, you know, they got to stick with Winston too because what else is out there? That's what I'm saying. I mean, let, well, the other narrative is this, Scott. They stick with Jameis Winston this year. He proves that he is not the guy, and then at least they know because, you know, it's just his fifth-year option, I think. And then, you know, they're free to then – play in the quarterback pond next year when guys like Tua Tagalova and Justin Bear are coming out, you know, and, and, and the merry-go-round continues. It seems like this is, it seems like this is last chance saloon for Jameis in Tampa. Yeah, it is. And the thing with the quarterback pond is there's not a lot swimming out there. Yeah. You know, do you want those new fish that, uh, you know, you really don't know what they're going to be about when they hit the pros, they could always be a bust. Right. Do you want that old fish who's just going to come out of the water as a game manager there's not a lot out there. I, I have to say, you know, it's like I hear fans of every team complaining about their quarterback for one reason. And NFL fans are very much, you know, glass, glass half empty kind of mm-hmm. people. I'll tell you, as a Seahawks fan, I am so grateful 
to have Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson since 2012. I, I think you're a great coach and an elite quarterback. It's yep. it's very very rare to have. You know, look at look at New Orleans. You know, Drew yep. Brees, Sean Payton. You know, Brady Belichick. You know, to have those court, court, quarterback uh, you know combos. coach com- combinations. You know, that's rare. And sometimes you have one or the other. Sometimes right. you have a quarterback. And you don't have a coach. That's what you're looking at as a Jet fan right now. You got a really yeah, attractive go. guy, Sam Darnold, but you don't have a coach yet. Well, listen. One of those coach quarterback combos that you referenced was Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you know, and that and that soured over the last year or so. And now McCarthy's on the open market. The buzz coming out of New York and others is that you know Mike McCarthy. The Jet. It's kind of like Jets are bust for him. That the Jets are the only uh, team that he's really kind of interviewing with, the only opportunity that he's interested in. It looks like the Jets are down to McCarthy or maybe uh, Caldwell or maybe Adam Gaze. Personally, as a Jets fan, I think McCarthy would be the best option of them. You kind of get in an established name, a respected guy to work, like you said, with Sam Darnold, which has to be the priority for the Jets to really uh, cultivate Sam Darnold into what they think he can be after drafting him number three overall this year. You you can the thing about this this and the Browns job, the mm-hmm. Jets and the Browns job, why they're attractive. If you can turn this franchise around, you you oh, can yeah. be, you, you can etch yourself in the history books. Yep. Because look, I'm not trying to take a shot at you, but the you. biggest thing that Jet fans have to brag about is that they made an AFC championship game. Oh, I mean, back to really, back ones. Yeah, we made back two to straight back. though. Come you know, on, baby. Mark Sanchez yeah, led us to two straight. Come on. <laughs> I'm joking well, with you. I well, know. That's the, hap- the thing you have to be happy about. That was 10 years about. ago. It's, it says a lot about the franchise, whether it happened 10 years ago You're right. or two, three years ago. You know, That's a crowning achievement. It says a lot about the franchise. Since Joe Namath, they have not had a superstar quarterback. If you get a coach, you can come in here and right. make Stan Darnold the first superstar quarterback that the Jets have had in 50 years and finally oh, take fine. them back to a Super Bowl or make yep. them a Super Bowl contender, you could be historic. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. The and with same the Browns, with the Browns. They've been the, a laughing the, stock in the NFL for the last better part of the last decade. Right. Making the AFC Championship game for back-to-back would be a crowning achievement for them. There you go. Absolutely. Whoever is the person, right, who, who does break that is going to – will never have to pay for another meal in that city again. Look at what happened to the idiots in Boston with the Red Sox. Look at the way, you know, uh, Theo Epstein and, and, and Joe Madden are received in Chicago breaking those long-term droughts. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so if, if something were to happen like that with the Cleveland Browns, the dog pound would love them forever. And similarly – with the Jets, I do think they have the quarterback there, um, you know, to grow into that. And McCarthy has done the this hardest, before. The hardest job to going to be do that is in Miami because there's just not a lot of talent there. Yep. And I think I think it goes understated, you know, how long the Dolphins have been a, an inferior franchise. Yep. Uh, you know, they they haven't made the Super Bowl since 1985, and they mm-hmm. lost that. You know, it's. It, this is a has-been franchise that hasn't been won a Super Bowl since the seventies. A lot of the, a lot of their uh, a lot a lot of their twenty and thirty-year-old fans they can't brag about nineteen seventy-two because they never saw it. You know, anybody under like sixty, really? What can you you say about seventy-two? In, in Miami, 
you know, that a lot of transient people live down there. But right. if somebody can come in and turn that franchise around and reestablish the Dolphins as as a premier franchise, they can become historical as well. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Scott. That city, that city loves the Dolphins. I think. Sure. You know the Heat of the Heat won their two titles, but I, I the Marlins won their titles. I don't think anybody cared. You know, That's there's, right. there's a lot of apathy town. toward. It's a football town. If somebody came in and turned around the Dolphins, they would become legendary. You know, Don Shula. Look, look at Don Shula and how long he's been iconic. Absolutely. Same with Dan Marino, I would say, down there as well. I agree with you. I think the Browns and the Jets are the best uh, opportunities that are left. I think the Denver opportunity is sort of in the middle. You mentioned Miami. I put Cincy and the Bengals down there, relatively speaking, with Miami as well. You know, you talk about how the Dolphins are in purgatory with Andy – with uh, Ryan Tannehill. I sort of think that the Bengals are in a similar spot with Andy Dalton. I think Andy Dalton may be a little bit of a step above Tannehill, but he's also not that guy, but he's also not that guy that makes everyone around him better. He's also, we've seen what Andy Dalton can do. I think similar to how like the, the Chiefs sort of decided last year that they maxed out with Alex Smith and what they could do with him. I think the Bengals have sort of maxed out with Andy Dalton. I would not be surprised. I got a hot take for you, Scotty. I would not be surprised if Andy Dalton, because listen, there is a new, there's going to be a new coach there. Right? I would not be surprised if in the same way we talk about how a new GM wants to find their guy, I would not be surprised if a new coach wants to find their guy at quarterback. And I'm going to play it out even a little bit further for you. There is a head coach in this league right now who all of a sudden does not have a quarterback option and was Andy Dalton's offensive coordinator previously, Scott. You know what team I'm talking about? No. I'm talking about the Washington football team where Jay Gruden used to be Andy Dalton's offensive coordinator, and all of a sudden they don't have a quarterback anymore because they all broke their legs this year. Um, I'm, I, I know it's a stretch, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying it's definite, but I wouldn't be surprised if Andy Dalton is in our nation's capital. I don't think it's happening in 2019, though. Okay. I'm just maybe saying 20, there's always 20, one yeah. surprise. There's always 20, one surprise. Maybe 2020, yeah, because if – if the Bengals were to get rid of Dalton, who are they going to turn to? I don't know. Maybe they draft someone this year. I mean, they are at the point where I think, like, they've maxed out with Andy Dalton. Uh, you know, I, I just really, I, I I think I really so, believe but that. There, there's, no, there's nobody can, that can step in right away. Sure. Not a, not what if free agency, not in the draft. I hear you. I hear you. Well, I mean, what if, though, listen, and this happens every year, Scott. And, you know, listen, I'm spitballing here, okay? I'm speculating. I understand that, okay? But... Every year, there is a team that decides they want to trade up into the top three or four picks to go get their guy at quarterback. Right now, the Giants are at six. The Jaguars are at seven. Those seem to be the only uh, quarterback needy teams in the top ten, right? I'm not saying that I think there's a greater than 50% chance that this will happen. But what if Cincinnati is that team? that decides to trade with, you know, one of these top three draft pick teams that don't need a quarterback? What if it's Cincinnati that trades with the 49ers at two or the Jets at three and goes ahead and drafts a kid like Dwayne Haskins? Uh, look, I, I think it's it's fun to put together yeah. and to talk about. But even if you do draft Dwayne Haskins, you might not want to get rid of Dandy Dalton right away either because what if Haskins is not ready for the pros in year one? 
I hear you. I hear you. I just think, listen, I'm just thinking there's always I one agree, surprise I agree with you move. In the longer term, yeah. but in the shorter term, I don't because okay. there's just not a lot of impact out there. Uh, you know, that team has a Teddy Bridgewater, Joe you're, Flacco, you're kind of, you're, you're kind of, Rod. Kind of look, you're kind of looking at it as like that team doesn't have a Super Bowl-winning type quarterback on it. I, I, I agree with you, but the Bengals have to look at it about do we have a quarterback who's good enough to make help us make the playoffs? And they do. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that there's going to be a that, new that, coach. Sh- it's there's going to be a new shooting. head coach, though. In sense. Right. But it's, and that it's guy's going to want for, his it, guy at shooting, some point. But it's shooting for the moon to go for a franchise quarterback right out of the gate. Okay. And I think when you look at the quarterback position, that's very hard to do. You have to take incremental you. steps. I hear you. I will say this, though. Whoever the new head coach is in Cincinnati – at some point in early in their tenure, they're going to want to get their guy under center. That's all I'll say. Oh, yeah. the last well, well, when, when you walk right in the door, you, made, you very often you're not going to have your guy. All right. We'll see. The only other head coaching change I want to talk about, Cliff Kingsbury to the Arizona Cardinals. This is one of those hot shot offensive minds coming out of the college ranks, Scotty. You think he, uh, you think he helps develop uh, Josh Rosen? I, I think it's more than developing Josh Rosen. It's, okay. uh, it's maximizing a, a lot of the offensive talent out there. Hmm. Uh, you know, Josh Rosen was very slow to develop, so it's huge. But I, I think they also need to get another wide receiver there that is a significant playmaker that can strike a fear into the hearts of defenses. You want a spitball? You know, if if I want yeah, to make an impact sure. in Arizona, I'm trading for Antonio Brown. You giving up the number one overall pick for Antonio Brown? I would do it. You would. So, so if you're kind you out there in Arizona, you, you, would tra- you would say, hey, you say, hey, Pittsburgh. You'd say, hey, Pittsburgh, number one overall, give me A.B. Yep. I mean, that would be bold. You know, but you're some, talking about sometimes how— Sometimes it, does, it doesn't take that, though. It's like to give up a number one overall pick, you have to get a lot. So, uh, you know, getting Antonio Brown significant, you know, give us Antonio Brown and, you know, we'll swap first-round picks and work something else out, too. All right, you just told me that the new Cincinnati coach was going to be able to shoot the moon. Yet in Arizona, we're going to shoot the moon and grab Antonio M.F. Brown at wideout. Hey, different strokes for different folks. We shall see. We'll dig into these Sunday games, Scotty, of the teams that are still playing on the other side of the break. It's Dane and Scott, FST, on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. When we come back, we talk a little bit Chargers and Pats. You know which way the spitting statistician is leaning. Come on back. We'll talk more after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Game time decisions. It didn't salvage. You you left the stadium early. I was crawling around like uh, through left. through yeah. yeah through grass with money in my pocket, thinking I'm going to get shanked and killed. Nobody, no ca- cab guy. I go to flag him down. He drives right by. I'm done. And then I finally had a guy take mercy on me and took me back. I didn't even remember what hotel we were in because we were partying with those other guys from the other bowls earlier. That was a crazy night. We're lucky we're alive sometimes, Gabe. Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence and stay in school. They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got to tell you guys, it's the middle of winter here on the East Coast, and it makes me think about the beautiful weather on golf courses. And the DailyRoto.com partnership with Data Golf is back for 2019 with all new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. Check out the all new lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced grouping. Check out the customizable projections for FanDuel and DraftKings, ownership projections, PGA finish probabilities and simulator, outright and top 20 market betting tools, head-to-head and three-ball betting tools, a subscriber chat, and so much more. Go to DailyRoto.com, click on the Go Premium tab, and choose golf. Then enter the promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. That's DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium Golf and enter the promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. All right, Scotty. We've moved now on to the Sunday games, and the first one, again, the Chargers traveling west to east for the 1 o'clock Eastern time start, this time in Foxborough instead of Baltimore, as they take on the Patriots. Vegas does not know what to make of this game, Scotty. The point spread right now is at 4. That's one of those dead numbers in between 3 and 6, you know, the 4 and the 5 point spreads. It means that Vegas is just hanging the number and waiting to see which way the money's going to come on in. Uh, what do you think is the biggest key for this game going into it? it? I believe it has the lowest total on the board at only 45 and a half. So Vegas thinks less points are going to be scored in this one. Do you agree? What do you think? I think you... You know what? I, I actually think you do agree. I think you're going to say that both of these defenses are surprisingly better than people think. Hmm. I'm wrong, apparently. Which defense do you like better? Do I like better? You know which defense I like better, Scotty. Come on. I've been on the Chargers all year long. I think Melvin Ingram and Joey Boza get pressure on Tom Brady. I think Derwin James is the perfect Swiss Army knife to to cover Gronk or James White. Um, I really like the Chargers defense. I like what they're doing. I like what's going on there. I like the Chargers defense. Mostly yeah. because you say it. You say in fantasy it's about sacks and turnovers, and I think Ingram and Boza will sack Tom Brady four times. That, that's how you take Tom Brady off your game. That's you know, right. The interesting thing about <laughs> – well, New England, though, was actually fifth in the league in takeaway giver life. You know, they, okay. were, they, they were one of the best teams in football, and the Chargers were 15th. Okay. So, and you've always said Phillip Rivers will throw that interception in clutch times. Yes. 
Philip Rivers now four and zero wild card games, but uh, this isn't a wild card know. game though. <laughs> no, I'm saying he's he's one and five otherwise. Right, and he's zero and seven against Tom Brady all time, including the playoffs. When you point to a lot of the numbers and the trends, there's a lot of reasons to believe that the Chargers could win this game, and it could be quite a story and the most compelling of this round because right. the Chargers are in a new city. They could they could. And they could shake the ghosts of the past from San Diego by finally beating New England. But take all the numbers off the table. This is still Brady and Belichick yeah. at home in the playoffs. This team underperformed, yet they're still the number two seed. I know. And that's scary. You're absolutely right, Scott. I know. And listen, Scott. Coaching you... and quarterback. You don't think Anthony Lynn has done a great job, though? I'm not saying he has. Okay. But, well, you throw uh, out coaching as like. How it's, many playoff I mean, wins does he have compared to Belichick? He has zero. In my, he has zero. You're absolutely No, he has one right. playoff win. Uh, I mean, oh, well, last week. Right, 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 right. I guess yeah. I forgot about that. He had zero going yeah. into the playoffs. Here's the thing, Scott. I mean, you know more than anybody else, Scott. I've been early on the Chargers all season long. You know better than anybody else, Scotty, that as a Jets fan, I've been hearkening for the end of the dynasty. Uh, you know, the end of the era, Brady falling off a cliff, the Uggs and avocados not doing it. You know, I've been hyping up all, you know, Gronk as a shell of his former self, any of the, the, the under-the-rug drama in New England. I would like nothing better, Scott, than the Chargers to come away with this W. It would make me it would make me sound real smart. It would put the Chargers in the AFC championship game, which I called in August. It would mean the Patriots kind of finally uh, having evidence that they are maybe on the decline of their dynasty, nothing would make me happier. And you're right. You, you and 80% of the rest yeah. of the country. You Everybody know, and, outside and, of Dot Avenue, right? Absolutely, absolutely. If you yeah. can't, if you can't but, ride the T, but that's the thing, and that's right. But, but you know, and like you thing. just said, there's Foot, charges. Football's da- a game of adjustments. That's right. Not only in-game, but from week to week. Yep. And... But the Chargers made a great adjustment to face Baltimore the second time around. They They are capable of adjusting. They do, but no, I don't think anybody's capable of better adjustments than Bill Belichick and his crew. And late in the season, and you saw it against the Jets and the Bills, that this team started to look a little bit differently. In his last four games, Tom Brady had two one-touchdown games, but he also had a three-touchdown game and a four-touchdown game. And in that final week... When they were trying to play for seeding there and for that bye, those, those look like the old Patriots. Now, now There's Belichick a different knows step up that, in class, though, right, from the Bills Be- and the Be- Jets. Belichick knows. Belichick, yeah, but you beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's not their fault what the schedule is. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. They're trying to get back in form and use these teams as practice for the playoffs, right? Belichick mm-hmm. well knows what everybody else does is that Gronkowski's not what he is, was. He doesn't have Josh Gordon. He can't rely on Chris Hogan. Belichick's going to make adjustments. Sony Michelle was very good running the ball down the stretch. Yep. James White was a big, big factor in the first half of the season. He's going to be a factor again this week. They cannot put seven defensive backs out there again this week. Right. Not against Tom Brady. You can't do that. And they are down to the third string middle linebacker. You know Belichick's going to take advantage of that somehow running the ball up the middle, throwing the ball out of the backfield. 
He's got three, three, three running backs that he can use, and he's still got Julian Edelman. He's going to be making adjustments on both sides of the ball. And let's not discount as much momentum as the Chargers have. They are very banged up themselves. They are, and you're right. The Patriots do have that bye week to get a little bit healthy. Let me ask you something. In your running back rank, Scotty, you were just talking about the Pats' run game. You have James White as running back seven, and my guy, the stereotype, Sony Michelle, as running back eight. You just talked about the Chargers' middle linebacker depth not being there. You just talk about making adjustments and maybe running the ball. Um, you like Sony Michelle this week, maybe in a DFS format? I, I think I do. I think he, when he got the ball a lot late in the regular season, I, right. think, uh, I think he ran very well. Sony Michelle's had trouble staying healthy, but they've kept him healthy, He's healthy late now. in the season by kind of by kind of reducing reducing his reps and you know not letting him carry like eighteen twenty times a game where he was at one point during the season. Uh, the Chargers fifteenth against the run, kind of middle of the pack, but uh, you know when you're changing up the running backs, Sony Michelle I think is still their first option at the goal line. Devlin's always lurking. You know, with his four touchdowns, right. but and you know against the Jets, he didn't get in on like three consecutive tries. But uh, you know, Sony Michelle, he, he's going to be a significant part of this game plan, I believe. Last six games for the Pats that he's been in, twenty-one carries against the Jets, seventeen carries against the Vikings, twenty carries against the Dolphins, thirteen carries against the Steelers in a kind of a different kind of game. 18 against Buffalo and 14 against the Jets. So you're saying you think it's safe for him to be in the high teens, right? If I if I say that he's going to get I, 18, I think he's more carry, that 14 like that. to 15 kind of range, they'll okay. be comfortable with. They'll mix in some Burkhead. James White will even get a few carries. Uh, they can do a lot with those three running backs, I think, especially okay. against that linebacking crew because you talk about the middle linebacker missing. You talk about, you know, these guys are going to pass rush. If they're going to pass rush Brady, well – then there's open receiving spaces for guys like White and Burkhead. Yep. Last question I want to ask you about, you know, one of the pieces of news that we reported yesterday was that the Chargers did, in fact, activate Hunter Henry, their, uh, you know, their young tight end that many people thought was going to have an absolute breakout season this year. I think going into the season, Scott, people thought Hunter Henry was going to wind up doing like what Eric Ebron wound up doing, you know, and cracking into the top four or five, um, you know, Talk to me about what you expect to be like his snap count and his actual value, not in a fantasy sense, but to the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. I can't tell you what his snap count's going to be. Nobody knows that outside of the building. Uh, All I can tell you is is that, you know, last week they talked about if he was going to play that he was going to be on a pitch count. And we'll probably get that news later this week, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's on some sort of pitch count. The guy did not play training camp the preseason the regular season, you really can't have any expectations. Okay, so let me ask you something. As for how many plays he's going to play, I I don't think anybody can predict that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I was going to ask you a follow-up, but instead I'm going to keep it moving instead on this one because it sounds like you like New England to move on, correct? I do. You You can give me a ton of reasons why the Chargers are going to move on. Yep. And it makes all the sense in the world. Yep. But at the end of the day, I'm still going with Brady and Belichick at home. Like I said, everybody's talking about the downfall of the Patriots. Mm-hmm. You know what the downfall realistically was? From a one seed to a two seed. 
Yeah, and that's crazy. They still have their bye. You know, they still are going to only have to play, you know, two home games potentially uh, to make it to the Super Bowl or one home game to make it to the AFC Championship game. So absolutely, I understand. You know, really, it was a huge it was huge, Scott, when the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Houston Texans on that last second field goal in week 16. That was huge because otherwise you'd have the Texans as the two seed and the Colts would have seen these Patriots last week in Foxborough. And then even if New England gets past that, then they would have had to go on the road this week. That one win in week 16 that really bumped the Texans out of the two spot was absolutely huge. You know, Scott, I, I agree Houston with you. Houston did what they had to do and didn't do what they had to do and New England yeah. did. Yeah, no, I, listen, you're absolutely right. Um, and, and everything you said, I'm on board with. Listen, you know I've been on the Chargers. You know I would love to see the fall of the Pats. But I, I but some Houston fan is sitting just somewhere saying, saying, we were a kick away yep. from this house fans. Playing this week. We were a kick away from playing, playing this, this week. week. Yep. Guess what? That Didn't means, happen. no, you're not playing this week. Yep. If you're away from it, you're not there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, Scott, I'm struggling so much with this one. I want to take the Chargers so much. It fits with my narratives all season long. But I agree with you. Like, you don't make money betting against the Pats. You don't make money betting against Brady and Belichick at home in this round. You know, it just doesn't really happen. But I'm going to, like, almost just try to stick to my guns. I really, really want the Chargers. And what I'll do to hedge my bet is I'll say I like the Chargers with the four points because I think they'll keep it close. But outright, it's going to be tough to pick against the Patriots. You know, I think you're absolutely right. Hey, Scotty, before we go into the, the last game of the week, I mentioned that I wanted to ask you uh, about, you know, cash a little bit. Did you see that story about Venmo? You're familiar with Venmo, right, Scotty? Not too much, no, to be honest no? with you. But you know, do you know is what it like is PayPal? at least? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like PayPal. It's an app where yeah, people yeah, are, yeah. you know, can send money to each other, that sort yeah, of thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's all you need it, to yeah. know. Okay, that's all you need to know yeah. about it, right? So yeah. um, Bears-Eagles last week, as you know, Cody Parkey misses the field goal, right, uh, or, or gets deflected, whatever you want to go with, right? And they, they lose the game. And you know Cody Parkey used, was a former Eagle, right? So yeah. check this out, Scotty. Do you remember also last year – when like when Andy Dalton and the Bengals yes. made that big play against the Ravens, and then Bills fans turned around and like gave money to Andy Dalton's foundation. You remember that? Yep, I remember yeah, so, that. Okay, so check this out: former Eagle Cody Parkey um, misses the kick or gets it deflected, whatever, and uh, that's the reason that the Eagles are in the playoffs or are, are advancing in the playoffs. Do you know that there has been a rash of? Eagles fans that have found Cody Parkey on Venmo and are just now sending him random small sums of money? No, I did not know that. That's what do you think about that? Very, <laughs> that's very cool and amusing all at the same time. Right. And then, but wait, there's more, Scott. Check this out. Then, uh, when seeing this happening, a bunch of people on Venmo then change. You know how like you can change your Twitter name, Scott. You know, like you're, you're Scotty Roto X right now. Yeah. You could change it if you want, right? A lot of people in the last, uh, you know, two days or whatever have changed their name to Cody Parkey and are now then like searching for Eagles fans and asking them for money, being like, "Hey, I'm Cody Parkey. Give me five dollars." <laughs> oh, what do you think? So, uh, so. <laughs> 
scab artist. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so I thought that was really interesting. I don't know, Scott. Why would Cody Parkey ask for your money? So, That's what I'm uh, saying. But, hey, all it takes is one. Artist. And if you're randomly an Eagles fan and you see, like, Cody Parkey asking you for $3, maybe you'd pay it. Who knows? What do you think? Uh, I don't think I would. No, I, think, <laughs> I think most smart people wouldn't, but... Right. I, I hear you. I just thought it was an interesting day, story. Like the cliche goes. Though. I just think it's an interesting story that, A, people were seeking out a few bucks, that Eagles fans were doing that, and then, B, that others are changing their name to Cody Parkey. So let me, let me tell you this, though. I was talking about this story at the end of Freestyle yesterday, Scott, right? And we got our intern, the Cowboys fan, Brian. He's, he's you know, he's like – He's a millennial. He's like 20, 21 years old. You know what I mean? And so I was talking to him about it, and he was like, yeah, people were changing their name to Cody Parkey. And I was like, that's interesting. And then I was asking about Venmo in general with, Cody, uh, with uh, our intern, Brian. And you know what he said? What? He doesn't ever have any cash on him. All he does is have his credit card and Venmo people. He literally does not carry cash out into the free world when he leaves his house. Scott, do you, do you, you have cash in your wallet, right? Yeah, there there are a lot of merchants out there who don't take anything but cash still. I know, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, how do you live in Manhattan? You know what I mean? Like, how do you go around life without having cash? Like, how do you, I don't know, how do you tip your bartender? You know, how do you buy, how do you buy, uh, you know, a shish kebab on the street? Or, or a hat yeah. on the street, you know what I mean? How do you, like, you know, you see a homeless guy on the subway platform, what do you do, Venmo him a buck? You know what I mean? So it was just very confusing <laughs> to me. You know, what if you go to a gentleman's establishment? You can't, you can't just Venmo the talent. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. what, do you, what, what do you I, – I, it just really struck me, and I was like, maybe this is a generational thing. Maybe there, I there, sound like an old place, dude. There's a lot of pizza places yeah. that, like, that won't take anything but cash. Right, and there's a lot of places even that, that do. Won't take anything but exactly, cash. your barber, right? And there's a lot of places even if you can use your credit card, there's something like a $10 there's minimum. A minimum. Yeah, there's yeah. like a $10 minimum. So I truly do not understand. Maybe we sound like old dudes, get off my lawn and whatnot. I know they do that on the morning after. But this, it, it struck me as crazy, Scott. He was like, no, no, no. I don't need cash. I don't bring cash around. I just got my credit card, and then I Venmo You, you also have to remember, though, he's a younger guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he might not be spending as much money as um, – Oh, as you or I? trying to save his money. He might <laughs> – he might not be. He might not be spending as much money as you or I. I guess. You know, it's a different I life. Guess. He's younger. Fair enough, and I, I, I'll get that. You, I, if you're an intern, if you're a college student, you go down to the house. You say, yeah. "I just might need money for this, these two things today." I guess. That's it. That's it. But, right, but how do you like? You know, how do you go to the bodega and get a slice of or uh, get a soda? You know what I mean? Are you really charging like two dollars and twenty five cents? Yeah, how do you get other things, you know, like from dealers yeah. and stuff? That's a cash You don't, you don't go to the bodega. <laughs> I so, guess. Go to 7-Eleven. We'll talk Eagles Saints on the other side of the break. Stay with us. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract, guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract they've helped thousands of people and they're a plus rated with a bbb so if you feel scammed get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now guaranteed call n-o-w 800-804-7060 800-804-7060 that's 800-804-7060 the morning after. Antonio Brown has right, options. Right. His like, what options does he have? The guy throws couches at people. Yeah. The guy threatens reporters. The guy walked out on his team. And he's the and best he's wide receiver. He's a generational wide no, receiver. No, he's not the best wide receiver in the league. What? Who's better than Antonio Brown? The Schuster. They know. Whatever. Antonio Brown, bye-bye. Schuster, he'll put up the same number. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Tone Loke here as we come back on Fantasy Sports Today. I bet Tone Loke was carrying cash back in the day, left and right. He needed that cash well, in the funky Cole Medina. He had that he wild had thing going on, right? Like I told you, he had to go buy the Kiss album for a sample. Ah, yeah. Kiss sample right here. This is Christine 16. Well, I was thinking about Tone Loke and the funky Cole Medina, but I digress. It's a generational so thing. It's a generational thing here on Fantasy Sports Today. We're talking about Kiss. Tone Loke and Venmo all on the same show. That's why you come to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We covered the fun, all the decades. We put the fun and functional sports content. And Scotty, we only got about 10 minutes until we turn it over to the morning after with Corey Parson, Gabe Morency, and the lovely Michelle Serpico. And we got one more game to break down. The last game of the weekend will feature the Philadelphia Eagles and them traveling to the Dome to take on the Saints. Scotty, it, I think it was like in the middle of the season, the Saints Saints won a, a game against the Eagles in New Orleans. I think it was 41-7. to 7. The point spread in this one is the largest of the weekend. The Saints are eight-point favorites. A lot of people, uh, there's, um, I think Peyton and Breeze are 6-0 and together in the Dome in the playoffs. You know, a lot of people think that this is where the Nick Foles magic narrative comes to an end. But at the same time, Nick Foles has been an underdog in every playoff game. He has played with Philly, and he's won them all. Tell me, tell me how you think this one goes. I really think the Saints boat race the Philadelphia Eagles in this one. Is there like, do you see it any differently? Well, look, it fall to Foles' credit, he knocked off Brady and Belichick, so he he probably thinks he could do anything, or his backers think that he could do anything. They do, they do have the playmakers to attack this pass defense. Uh, you know, they, but the defense, when you look at them overall, they, they the Saints defense played. Much, much better down the stretch. There's narratives out there that, you know, Drew Brees is leading a high-flying offense. That's not how they look down the stretch. You look at Brees' numbers, and they weren't all that impressive down the stretch. He makes the plays he has to, but he doesn't have to carry the team offensively. This is almost like 
morphing into the Saints of last year where they have a very strong running game with Alvin Kamara and they're playing good defense. But look, Foles knocked off a better, even better defense last week. But, you know, this team is this team is more balanced too. Uh, you know, I think both these teams can attack the other's secondary, you know, especially when you look at Philadelphia having the 30-ranked pass defense. Chicago couldn't attack it last week. Uh, but then you also look at the fact that Alvin Kamara's a huge chess piece. Uh, if Philadelphia does start rolling up points on this secondary, then they're going to force Brees to throw, and you you know that he can do it. There's a very, very hard tough team to build, beat in their building. Uh, you can give me a lot of reasons why Philadelphia will stick in this game, but there's one thing that's working against them. They were, the, the Saints have a very good run defense, and Philadelphia has no running game at all. So yeah. I just think I think the Saints are a better team overall. Uh, they're playing at home. They have a better coach. They have a better, you know, they 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 have a better coach quarterback combination. You could argue, although both of these coaches have won Super Bowl. Ultimately, it comes down to though. I think it's going to be very very hard to beat the Saints at home, but you can't you can't count the Eagles out easily either. Okay, let me ask you this. You mentioned – I got two guys I want to ask you about who are a little bit off the beaten path because, listen, for fantasy, we know the studs in this one, right? You have Alvin Kamara as your number one running back. We know about that. We know about Michael Thomas who led the NFL in catches this year. He's your number two wide receiver. We know right, about Zach RotoExperts.com right now. I have my fantasy football divisional round rankings, yes. Absolutely. The King Scott Angle over on RotoExperts.com. They are the, the mark. new RotoExperts 365. We are officially oh, NFL all year long. All right. I like to hear that um, as well. And you know about like some of the big, big playmakers in this game, right? You know Zach Ertz is an elite tight end. You know Kamara. You know Michael Thomas. I want to ask you about two guys, though, who are a little bit off the beaten path that I see some DFS value in. The first one, Scott, you mentioned how Philly has no running game. You, and we think that they're going to be behind, right? So I'm also looking at the Philadelphia running back touches from last week. Darren Sproles had 15 touches. Wendell Smallwood had 10. And Josh Adams had only one. And I think this profiles to be more Darren Sproles, Scotty. Honestly, if they're in a game where they got to throw the ball to kind of keep up, I think Sproles is going to be on the field a hell of a lot more than Josh Adams. And then when I look over on FanDuel, you know, when I look at the running backs in this game, Sproles is uh, cheaper than Wendell Smallwood, the same price as Josh Adams. I think Darren Sproles is sneaky this week. I don't think it's a... uh... A thing of game flow, where if they get behind, first off, it's very hard to pick, predict game flow in the playoff, especially in the playoffs. And you know, I can see Philadelphia sticking close here. Secondly, they weren't getting blown out last week, and Sproles was still their lead running back. They were handing him the ball near the goal line late in the game. Right. So Sproles is the guy, no matter what the score is. Okay, so I see value then in him in DFS when he's not. You know, he's only 5,400 cheaper than other Philly running backs. Do you agree that there could be some value in DFS and Darren Sproles this week? Yeah, that's why I have ranked number 10. The Eagles have been very, very vulnerable to uh, pass-catching running backs all year long, too. Yep. Uh, you know, they've been, good, they've been good stifling the run itself, but when it comes to pass-catching running backs, you know, that that's a different story. So I, I, do, like, I do like Sproles to that degree, and... You know, heck, you know, it's a little fun for him, too. I don't think Darren Sproles left New Orleans in a bad way from anything right. 
that I've heard. But you know, sometimes you, you 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 like to you know play against the team that used to stick play it to for it. If it, if it's not animosity, you just like to stick them in for, for the for the fun as well. So you know the state the Saints the Saints did allow five receiving touchdowns to running backs. So you know, there's that. Yep. I hear you. The second guy I want to highlight is a guy on the other side that I also think is a very good DFS value this week, Scotty. And it sounds, looking at your rankings, you also agree. I'm looking at your wide receiver ranks. You have this guy who I'm targeting 12 spots higher than the consensus ranks. So you and me, I think, see this in the same way. And then when I go over onto the DFS prices, I look at the wide receivers in this game. I look at the Saints wide receivers, Scott. You got Michael Thomas, you know, top of the food chain at 8400 Then I look, the next most expensive Saints wideout is Traquan Smith at 5300 The next is Keith Kirkwood. The next is Austin Carr. The next is Tommy Lee Lewis. Guess what? I don't think any of them are the number two wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. I think it's a guy who returned from injury, right, in like week 17 and to your point— Week 16, excuse me, and he had 5 for 74, and now he's another, you know, they had that bye week, yet another week to rebuild chemistry. Scotty, we're also talking about a guy who can get behind a bad secondary. I'm talking about Ted Ginn Jr. I think this guy is a flyer in tournament plays this week. He is at the bare minimum of 4,500. I think Ted Ginn Jr. is a great contrarian play this week in tournament and DFS tournaments. I don't even see it as contrarian. I see it's okay. something that, that, that's an obvious great value. Like you said, you know, he missed all of the season with a knee injury, but then he came back in week 16, five catches for 74 yards. Then they intentionally sat him in week 17 and he's had right. a second week off. The chemistry is already there with between him and Breeze. Kirkwood, Smith, you know, those guys are not consistent. And I, I think Ted Jr.'s yeah, they. I think Ted Ginn Jr. is a fantastic play this week. Yeah, and when I saw that, I was like, wait a second, you know, because these are all these guys that have been trying to play that role that Ted Ginn really does play. You know, Drew Brees, uh, I think, trusts Ted Ginn more than, you know, you would think. And when you put into that that the Philadelphia defense is 30th against the pass, um, I really think Ted Ginn has a great shot to get into the end zone in this one. I would recommend everybody to get Ted Ginn in your lineups at only 4,500 on FanDuel. I like him a lot. Um, let me ask you this, Scotty. Do you believe, you know, I'm looking at tight end, and we talk about Zach Ertz all the time, right? But the Eagles have another tight end, and it's Dallas Goddard. Um, do you think he's ascending? Do you think there's any reason to uh, take a look at him? Well, tight end's very thin, but I think he's touchdown or bust. Okay. And, uh, he got one last week. He got one last week, and so you might as well take a gamble. He's as good as anybody if you're not going to have uh, one of those top tight ends. All right, fair enough. There you have it. It's Broke a roll of the all. dice, but, you know, that's what you got to do in daily. Okay. I, I, I hear you. you exactly. You're going to have to zig when other people zag. 
on some level, whether that's Dallas Goddard, whether that's Ted Ginn, who I like, whether that's Darren Sproles, who could be an option. You're going to need to find some value somewhere this weekend. And uh, our folks over at Daily Roto will help you out. Everybody on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, whether it's the fantasy executive Corey Parson or my best friends forever or the closer, Chris Venture later on today will certainly help you out. Scotty, tomorrow we'll start to look at some of the injury concerns and maybe we'll start to build a little bit of a DFS lineup with these teams. We're only three days away from the best weekend in football, in my opinion. Scotty, last question from me. How much cash are you going to have on your wallet today? Uh, probably more than one of the interns, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, those millennials. Let me know how to do it. Morning After up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. <laughs> 